Welcome to the Pathfinder Podcast, where we are all about exploring the path to self-betterment and healthy masculinity in today's world. I'm your host and fellow traveler, Tyler Cowan, and each episode I'll be sharing my own journey, relevant experiences, and insights as I walk the path towards self-mastery, fulfilling relationships, and improved mental health, as well as some fantastic conversations with some really exciting guests. Together, we're creating a community who support and inspire each other to show up in the world in the most authentic way possible. So if you're ready to join us on that journey, let's get started. In the past year, to anyone I've talked to, it's been no unfamiliar thing to hear me talk about my struggle with my personal identity. Right now, I've been going through this sort of tectonic shift in my life where I've accepted the fact that I'm not happy where I am. But for the longest time, I really struggled to put my finger on where I wanted to go and what I recently discovered. And the clues have been there for a while, I think, but it's just taken some time to put the pieces together to really get over the fear of accepting what that might mean. But for me personally, so much of my life has been tied to this identity, this personal identity of being a filmmaker. I spent my youth with this idea that I was going to go to Hollywood, I was going to make movies. I spent all of high school with that in my mind. I went to film school. I graduated film school, the top of my class. And then I proceeded to spend the next 12 years of my life grinding away, hoping to break down that door. And are there things that I could have done better? Sure. Are there things that I could have probably done more aggressively to try and kick that door in? I would imagine so. But I think that what I've realized is deep down inside of me, something was misaligned. And that is not to say that I don't love making films. I love making movies, but my life just wasn't going anywhere in that regard. And I'd been fortunate enough to have some work for a considerable length of time that allowed me to work in the capacity of a director. I did a number of TV commercials. I contributed to a number of campaigns that I was very proud of from a storytelling perspective, from a production standpoint. You know, that work will live on in my portfolio and in my mind and heart as things that I am immeasurably proud of my entire life. But In the last few years, I felt like I'd hit a ceiling. And this would come up time and time again in a number of ways in my life, especially in my relationships. My last two significant relationships, there would come a point where I would just start to struggle with where I was, what I wanted to do, my sense of direction. And that would always come back to my partners trying to push me forward in a different direction to try and boost me to get to the core of what was really not aligned with my life and to move past it. And eventually that inability to take a step forward in any new direction would push them away. I mean, I can't speak for them, but I got the impression that effectively they just couldn't be with me anymore in that state. You know, I was just not willing to make the changes in my life that would make that environment tolerable for them as a long-term partner. And I can appreciate that. You know, it's hard 
it's a hard truth to accept when somebody chooses to leave your life and when you ultimately drive them away as a result of your own personal actions. And that's probably oversimplifying it, but I can look back in those cases and really recognize and take ownership for my contribution to the relational environment and how my unhappiness was really kind of creating a, I hate to say it, but a miserable space to exist in relationally. And I wish I'd had the ability to fix that then. But I also recognize that going through what followed has given me a sense of clarity or at least more clarity than I had at that time. And that is part of the process as well. You know, it's necessary sometimes to go through these personal hardships in order to come out the other side with the growth required to move towards your next step. There's this concept that is spoken about in Robert Bly's book, Iron John, this principle of catabasis, which to my understanding is based on this concept in Greek mythology that saw the hero embark upon this journey into the underworld, this descent, you know, literal and metaphorical. The root of the word in ancient Greek translates to descent. It's about descending, going down. And that the descent into this realm of death and hardship symbolizes this quest for deeper self-understanding, you know, transformation and this retrieval of lost aspects of one's personhood. And it typically involves confronting your fears and all the challenges that come with facing the shadow of your psyche before you can come out the other side a new and improved person. And in Robert Bly's interpretation, his book, as it kind of pertains to the masculine experience, and again, he writes about masculinity, but this concept is one that applies to most people. And he looks at it as this psychological and spiritual journey that, you know, we must undergo in order to discover our true selves and attain this sense of maturity. And it often involves breaking away from societal norms and the expectations that we've held for ourselves and that have been held for us in order to explore what lies deeper within our own psyche and our own emotional experience and that journey, just like in Greek mythology, is going to be one that's sort of fraught with challenge and there's going to be numerous encounters with monsters and demons, but ultimately it's going to lead to this profound period of personal growth and wisdom and ideally a sense of inner wholeness. And closely paralleling this metaphor, Bly introduces readers to this concept of what he calls the road of ashes. And again, it's this sort of metaphorical representation of this critical stage in a person's journey towards self-discovery and maturity and personal transformation. And it comes out of this challenging and often painful phase in a person's life where you have to confront front your inner struggles and the wounds and the trauma that you've experienced and, and been exposed to. And while difficult and uncomfortable and just generally all around unpleasant, it becomes this necessary step 
on the journey where we sort of shed this false layer of the conditioning and expectations that we've placed upon ourselves or that society has placed on us and we allow our true self to emerge. And the last 14, 15 months of my life has been a real period of personal catabasis. There's no other way to describe it, really. You know, the personal hardship that has compounded in this past year and a half has really forced me to go inward and take a deep look at the areas in my life that weren't working, that aren't working and to start to move things around in order to move forward. There's that saying quite fittingly that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I can certainly relate to that. My entire life up until this point has been filled with good intentions. But as my former partner once profoundly reminded me at a time in my relationship when I was really struggling to take any kind of forward steps that intention will only get you so far and then it's up to you to actually take action. You know, intention matters not if it's only ever met by inaction. And that was a real problem for me. I had all these things I wanted to do that I could see myself doing. I was and am still very much a dreamer. And I think that that gave me a false sense of reality to a certain extent. But that was always met by this overpowering sense of dissatisfaction that my life wasn't really going anywhere, that it wasn't getting me any closer to any of those dreams that I had for myself. And that simply fell upon my inability to act. And we talked about this in one of the earlier podcast episodes, you know, this idea of needing to take the next step forward, whatever that is, even if you're feeling fearful about doing it. But I think as I've kind of mentioned in this session that sometimes it wasn't just fear, it was this compounding sense of confusion as to where I should be putting my energy. And now that I'm thinking about it, it might have more to do with the fact that if you're really being honest with yourself, what you determine to be true about who you are and, and where you might want to go or what you might want to explore is so far off of the path that you thought you were supposed to be walking that it returns you to that place of fear. You know, that idea of going in a different direction without the goalposts that used to be erected in front of you. And I think that if I'm being truthful, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm moving through that weird space of trying to put my finger on the little voice inside of me that's trying really hard to speak and to give it a platform and space to breathe and to get the message out so that I can actually listen and act on that if that's something that I choose to do. And lately, like I said, one of the things that that little voice seems to be questioning or raising questions about is my connection to the identity that I crafted for myself essentially my entire life. And learning to possibly let go of that in order to gain some forward momentum. And that has been really scary because there's still a part of me that thinks that's what I'm good at. That's what I know. I should have found success there. I haven't. So maybe I need to stick it out a little bit longer. And that might be true if in my heart, I felt that that was exactly where I needed to be. And for whatever reason, I just haven't felt that way. And part of me feels guilty and ashamed because I've spent so much time invested in that area. 
I feel like I owe it to myself to be all in. But for whatever reason, I'm not. And what I've been starting to explore is maybe I'm not a filmmaker in this chapter of my life anymore. And maybe that's okay. And maybe that not being a filmmaker does not take away from my desire to be a storyteller. Maybe that's what I wanted to be from the very beginning was a storyteller and hadn't quite figured out what that meant or what that looked like. And film became the obvious conduit. And so I poured my energy into learning how to do that. But because at this stage in my life, I'm not finding the avenues to tell the stories or have the experiences that I want within that realm, so to speak, I've become stagnant and I've become <laughs> ornery, you know, and, and just unhappy with where I'm at. And I am given the choice to either stay in that space or to make a change that might be potentially earth shattering in a way because I'm releasing this identity. And like I said, I think the more that I think about it, the more I become comfortable with the idea that just because I might see myself stepping away from filmmaking right now doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to go back to that space or that by stepping away from the world in which I knew it previously doesn't make me any less of a storyteller. And that perhaps taking a new direction in my life might better equip me to become the filmmaker or the storyteller that I wanted to be and that this is part of that process and that trusting the process will allow me to make the moves necessary to come back around. I know that this is a concept that many people can relate to in their lives, I am sure. But my interest in my own relationship to my personal sense of masculinity and the masculine experience has put me onto a number of books and resources in the last year that have provided some insights that make sense in this case. And I forget which book or author or even culture it can be attributed to, but this idea I think has existed throughout time in many, many ways. And a number of cultures refer to the rite of power passage that a boy goes through in order to become a man. And in many cultures, the boy will leave his village in order to go on some kind of quest or some kind of mission, complete some kind of task or have some kind of experience, you know, before returning to the village with the tools necessary to fulfill his role as the man that he's now become. And again, without making this completely central to just the masculine experience, I just happen to like this idea, this metaphor. And in my case, this might be me stepping out of the village in a way, kind of taking a walk <laughs> out of the area of comfort and familiarity in my life so that I can return to the village, so to speak, with the tools and experiences necessary to evolve. And I'm almost uncomfortable talking about it because I feel in many ways people will judge me for the decision that I'm debating. And, and I've thought about this for a long time. But when I really look at the intersection of the areas of my life where I found the most happiness and where most of my interests, past and present, are explored and potentially satisfied, I keep coming back to this idea of military life. 
And I know that that is kind of a potentially loaded subject for a lot of people just in terms of, you know, the the political tie-ins or what is expected of individuals in that environment or what they're essentially even there to do. And I, and I get that. It's a layered thing. But when I objectively look at who I am as a person and what's been missing from my life in the last little while, there's been a lack of purpose, a lack of mission, and a lack of of community, teamwork. And even though this past year has been a real improvement in terms of reintegrating aspects of those things into my life in the areas that they've been lacking or missing altogether, I look at myself and where I've been most happy, even in my film life. And that has come from being in unfamiliar environments, working with a team to create something or solve a problem, whether that's creative or practical. And I've always gotten a charge out of being in the field. You know, growing up, we were a big camping family. I have always had this sort of expeditionary spirit. I love a challenging environment. And as I've gotten more in tune with this sort of warrior energy, if you will, I've wanted to explore that more. And I think that that has come out in my exploration of martial arts lately, which has been really great. But All this to say, recently I've been really seriously considering that again. And it's crazy to me because I would never have considered joining the military. That seemed like the farthest thing from where I was supposed to be. And I guess that's part of the problem is this notion of where we're supposed to be. I don't think we're supposed to be anywhere, but we get locked into these ideas of who we're meant to become or we get trapped in the timeline that we've been invested in. And it's hard to stray from that when we've spent so much time on that road and the thought of exploring something new. We struggle with this sense of time lost, right? We've spent so much time and energy committed to this pursuit if we walk away now, it's a waste. But maybe it's more of a waste if we don't tap into the things that would truly make us happy or would allow us to find some peace. You know, maybe this isn't the road for me, but if I don't explore that, I'll never know. And I may continue to ask, what if? You know, I might continue to have that itch that was never scratched. And then there's that part of me again that looks at this as an opportunity that perhaps will enhance the things that I always wanted to do. I just need to come back around when I'm ready with more tools. I wrote this down in my journal the other day and I really thought about it. I said, I want to be an expeditionary documentarian or at least have that experience in some regard. I've always really identified with the individuals in the field doing work at organizations like National Geographic or Discovery Channel. In fact, a couple summers ago, I worked on a documentary series for Discovery Channel as a camera operator. I had the great pleasure of joining a friend who's a cinematographer and he and I have worked together primarily in the capacity of director cinematographer you know he shot for me and I've been the director but this was during COVID and I didn't have much work and he knew it was something that I could do and that I would be interested in and he asked me to come along and I had such a time you know for me I felt so alive we were out bushwhacking all through the southern United States working on telling the story of the Underground Railroad and I realized that those were experiences that I wanted wanted to create more of in my life.
And not just within the context of my film and video work, but also just developing the skills in general that would allow me to infuse my life with this sense of, I don't know, rough and tumble adventure, really, that I've been looking for for so long. And I know that that's not for everyone, but for me... Hiking through tough environments and slugging gear and working with a team to conquer the day, that was all very exciting for me. And someone would say, well, just go get more of that work. And ideally, that would be great. But of course, it's not that simple. So as I sit here at home trying to find more working opportunities that fulfill that side of me, I am still left with that sense of stagnation. And the more time I spend in an unproductive state at this stage in my life, the more antsy and unhappy I become. And perhaps that's an invitation to be leaning into why I'm feeling that way, exploring some of the pressure I'm putting on myself to be active in that sense. But recently I've opened up that internal dialogue with myself again to explore this potentially uncharacteristic road that might actually provide some of the experiences that I really want in my life. And here in Canada, we have the Canadian Armed Forces, but we also have an arm of the Canadian Armed Forces, which is known as the Reserves, which allows you to basically train part-time as a member of the military. And I know a few people who have done that. And interestingly enough, I keep coming back to this every few years, and I've done so since university. Like, it's clearly something that is of interest to me. But again, I felt like I'm not allowed to do it, or I shouldn't do it, or do that makes me a fool. Yet there's this undeniable urge to explore that. And so I think as I've started this podcast and kind of gone through some of the deep thinking that I've done in the last year, it's kind of hard at this point to continue doing what I'm doing and not take my own advice. And this could end up being a total bust. And maybe that's the case, but it might also be the missing link right now that unlocks the potential for me to become all the things that I've ever wanted just because I've allowed myself to pull on this thread that is just dangling and has been for so long. And so lately I've been trying to get up the courage, like I said, by taking my own advice and allowing myself to explore that, to do something uncomfortable, to just step outside of the realm of familiarity, recognize that, yes, this is something that scares me, but also excites me. And allow myself to have an experience which, like I've said, while unconventional, could potentially be the thing that opens the door that I've been trying to open for so many years of my life. So I don't really know where I'm going with this one other than I've had this epiphany recently and wanted to A, share that, but B, just kind of talk it out for myself and see if there was anyone out there who was going through something similar right now where they were debating in their mind if they should change direction or if they should give themselves a space to try something new. Because I understand how terrifying that is when you've become so beholden to this sense of personal responsibility to see through what you've started, even if it's not working. And that can be hard to tell sometimes 
sometimes because there is this idea that, you know, I've seen this on Instagram and Facebook and elsewhere that you could be so close to achieving the thing that you want when you give up and walk away. So don't give up and walk away. But at the same time, if that's not what you want to be doing anymore, or if your priorities have changed, or if you've recognized that there's something else out there that might be the thing for you to put your energy into continuing on that path may actually be hurting you. And that's something that each individual is going to have to feel out for themselves. I'm not in a place to give advice or to tell someone when and where they should change direction, because clearly it's an area I'm personally unqualified in. It's taken me that long to figure it out for myself. In fact, I'm still figuring it out. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. But it is something that I am innately curious about. And what I've come to recognize is that I have been actively fighting off the urge to explore that sense of curiosity for so many years. And now it's just getting hard to ignore. And it seems that ignoring it is actually causing more problems than providing peace. So I haven't made a formal decision yet, but I am starting to revisit the potential of exploring that road and seeing where it leads, because what's the worst that could happen? You know, I don't like it. I don't have to keep doing it. But in my personal case, maybe it gives me the tools that I feel I'm lacking in order to open the door to that wild version of the filmmaking experience that I've desired my entire career, but just haven't been able to tap into because I haven't had the experiences or haven't developed the skills that would allow me to believe that I could do that version of it, you know, to be that expeditionary adventure storyteller. And that's who I see in my mind. You know, that's what I dream about. That's what I'd love to be. I'd love to be that individual who's out they're telling stories in the places that I'd always dreamed about exploring because I think that's one of the beautiful things about film and actually any creative medium really is that it gives us access to things that we as viewers or listeners might not be able to experience otherwise. And I want to find a way to combine the things that interest me, the things that I'm good at, the skills that I've developed over my strange and multifaceted career so far in a manner that allows me to do that. And maybe this sense of responsibility to ourselves to just pick one thing and figure it out is actually not the road. Maybe we are these detailed and nuanced mosaics of experience and we owe it to ourselves to explore the things that interest us so that we can become these full-bodied people, <laughs> if that makes sense. To become these living, breathing toolboxes or banks of lived experience that allow us to present ourselves in the world in the way in which we want to show up and give us what we need to experience it the way we want to. So I don't know if any of that makes sense at all. I'll probably listen to this back and think what a load of garbage, but that's what's on my mind today. And maybe someone listening is going to resonate with that. I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode because I don't really know what it's <laughs> what it's about. But I think there's something in there. And at the very least, it's given me an opportunity to open up and, and speak my mind regarding some of the things that I'm, I'm reticent to say struggling 
dealing with, but I am. You know, this has been something that has been ping-ponging around my brain for a long time and has left me without a sense of peace and without direction, and it's kept me stuck. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about that. And like I've said before, I think that's such an important part of living a healthy life is having spaces where you can talk about the things that you're working through or the things that you need a second opinion on or the things that you're uncomfortable with and wish you could share. So to everyone out there that's part of the Pathfinder community right now, thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that today. And if you take anything away from this, I hope it's that you are able to have those deep conversations with people in your life that you trust and that might be able to give you a safe space to explore and to potentially find clarity in the areas of your life that you're seeking direction in. And that if you're still in the process of cultivating those spaces and those relationships, that Pathfinder can be a space that provides some of that for you, that it can be a safe haven as you work through some of those things. And that can provide a sense of camaraderie as you work through some of the big issues in your life, doing so knowing that you're not alone in some of these things. So... We'll leave it there for now. And if you're listening to this, it means that I did, in fact, decide to publish it because I don't know right now with this whole podcast thing, I still kind of feel this sense of responsibility to have some semblance of a relative narrative for listeners. And this one might be a little bit too abstract, but maybe there's some value in it for you. So regardless, if I never share this, thanks for giving me the opportunity to at least put the words out somewhere. And if it is published, thanks for taking the time to listen. And I hope that, like I said, it gives you the courage to step out in a direction that maybe you were afraid to previously explore with the understanding that maybe that's exactly where you need to go in order to come back to where you thought you'd always be. And to know that you're not walking that path alone because I am right there with you. So... I'll leave you with this quote that from what I can tell is attributed to American author Barbara Hall. And she writes, the path to our destination is not always a straight one. We go down the wrong road, we get lost, we turn back. Maybe it doesn't matter which road we embark on. Maybe what matters is that we embark. And I found for myself that that's a really valuable sentiment to revisit, you know, especially as I've entered this transitory period in my life where I'm really leaning into a number of things bouncing around inside of me. You know, we've talked about those at length this episode. And I think that letting go of that idea that our destination is going to be along a straight path you know, this idea that once we lock into where we want to go, it's going to be a straight shot to get there. And that the hardest part is just figuring out where we want to walk to. And then we just walk and that that's not always going to be the case. You know, we're going to find ourselves off the beaten path. We're going to find ourselves in the thicket and we're going to have this pull inside of us to maybe backtrack and try to find another way around. And that the way we're programmed might view that as failure, as giving up, but really what we're doing is allowing ourselves to take one step backwards so that we can take two steps forward and that that's totally okay and that it's going to potentially take some time to figure out the path from A to B 
And that's where I am right now. And I'm trying to be kind to myself as I do that. And I would encourage you to do that for yourself as well. A little personal anecdote as we wrap up here. Several years ago, I was at a very low point in my life. And months before that, I'd seen this beautiful signet ring in a little shop here in Toronto, and I'd kind of fallen in love with it. And by the time that I decided I wanted to purchase it for myself, it was gone. The shop had closed up, they moved, and I had this deep sense of regret about not buying that ring. And then months later, fast forward to this period of my life where I was really going through it, and I found that ring again. And I decided that at that point, I was going to buy it for myself. And the significance of this ring, it's this silver signet, and it has this beautiful hand-carved compass on the top. And around the edge of the ring, etched in Latin, are the words, non omnes quierunt periunt. You have to forgive my pronunciation. I'm not a native Latin speaker. But what that translates to is not all that wander are lost. And you might recognize those words as Tolkien's words. That passage is from the Fellowship of the Ring, and I believe that in its entirety it's written as, all that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither, deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring, renewed shall be blade that was broken, the crownless again shall be king. And I would wear that ring daily on my right hand with the north arrow pointing out as this daily reminder that there are no mistakes in this life, you know, just lessons learned. And to let your morals and your heart guide you and to just stay the course and trust the process. You know, this idea that even the most skilled sailors find themselves adrift on stormy seas in the black of night, and it's their compass that guides them home. And if you, like myself right now, have a little voice inside of you that is kind of knocking at the door and making you question where you're at and what you're doing, maybe that's your internal compass trying to point you in a slightly different direction to get you back on the correct path, and that that is totally okay. And that is something to explore and to lean into because the only way to know if that's the right direction is to actually start heading in that direction. And you're either going to find that that's where you need to be or you're going to need to do the same thing, redirect and try another angle. But that ultimately, by doing that, it's going to take us forward and that's where we ultimately want to go. So... I will keep you updated on what I end up deciding to do, but either way, go explore and we will talk soon. And like we say each time, do the work, stay the course and walk the path. Catch you all in the next one. Mm-hmm.